Welcome again to Our Street. Uh, Lynn Fisher here with my buddy Kurt Elder, as always. Kurt, how are you doing today? You know, it's a, uh, it's just a beautiful day. It's spring has finally come. Hopefully, we don't have a sixth or seventh winter, and just in time for May, right? Which, yeah. with the election right around the corner, we're just, we're just continuing that conversation. So, here we are. Yeah, and speaking of the the election coming up, uh, we have a. Uh, Another candidate on the show tonight, and it's Bailey Fight, and Bailey's running for the city council in district. Um, well, it's not super uh, complicated. I was born in Lincoln, born and raised, have always been here, and so I love Lincoln. I went to Beatty Elementary School, then Scott Middle School, and then Lincoln High. So I'm a Lincoln High link and was involved in school. You know, I was one of those who liked school. <laughs> I knew how to play school. I was really good at math, um, played multiple sports, volleyball and soccer, did marching band, was part of student council. So heavily involved, really loved school. Uh, went to Doan University where I got my bachelor's degree in math education and always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I have two parents who are heavily involved in education. My, my mother, Karen Hafer, 40 some years being an elementary teacher at Hartley Elementary School, grew up following her to, <laughs> following her to school, helping her with her um, bulletin boards. And then dad had always been involved in environmental education, Harry Hafer. He works at the Lincoln Lancaster County Health Department. And um, so th that really drove me to wanting to, you know, public service, give back to my community and work with young people to try to get them to love math, be successful in high school. So I got my first job actually at Millard South High School for one year. And then I chose that I wanted to just be back in Lincoln. Again, love Lincoln. I love the town and um, got a my first job at North Star High School where I taught math for 10 years. Great team there and learned a lot. I loved um, many of my students. I got to work with students from all different kinds of backgrounds, all different stories, really enjoyed teaching the language of math. Um, I had a lot of students who were also learning English at, as they were learning math. And so um, that was a great opportunity for me to stretch as a teacher. And then I, uh, had the pleasure, actually, I mean, I, I do miss the classroom, but I got to then work at the Lincoln Education Association where I really got to support teachers. And I, I love teachers. I think they do um, a thankless job. Um, they do it all part of their heart. And I really wanted to continue to support their work and uh, make sure they had all the things necessary to support students and make them successful. And then that led me to another role that's that's similar about supporting students and supporting staff is at the foundation for Lincoln Public Schools, where I helped raise money, but also ran the scholarship program, the educator award program, Inspire Awards. I got to do our stewardship program, thanking donors for the amazing uh, generosity to support field trips and experiential learning for students that may not be able to otherwise participate given financial restraints. So that was extremely rewarding um, getting to to support that work. And then um, only about two years ago, this new position I'm in now opened up. It's I'm a UNL employee. I work for the College of Agricultural Sciences and Natural Resources. We call it CASNR for short, and it's a brand new collaboration with Lincoln Public Schools. I 
The College of Ag, Kasner, works with Northeast High School students and teachers, and we incorporate ideas surrounded by the importance of food, energy, water, and societal systems, and how important that is not only to Nebraska, but our world, and how there are a lot of STEM career and college pathways in those areas where students can then leave high school and go to a career right away, supporting um, you know, better food systems, or they can uh, go into manufacturing because there's a lot of manufacturing in uh, precision ag nowadays and making sure that we have a, a healthy agricultural system and, and folks are uh, planting and keeping environment in mind. Um, and so it's, it's a really rewarding job. Students are getting really behind it. Uh, the young people I work with are very passionate about our environment, passionate about giving back to our community. We've started a community garden where students are planting the food and then giving it away to anybody and anyone who needs it. So uh, they're excited to solve these problems and I'm just trying to help them connect and, and get pathways to their future so that they're successful. Yeah, I've, I've talked to your dad a couple of times at the health department yeah, right. and, uh, and yeah, a nice guy to interact with. And so um, tell us about the city council. Why, why the city council? And that's a really good question. I, you know, with all my education background, I always get people asking me, you know, why aren't you running for the Lincoln board of education? Well, I, I guess that's, I do love education, but I do feel like education has a part of our city when students leave um, our schools, they are gonna be part of our community. And I wanna make a community, I wanna make a city that they feel they can make a home. They have a community here. They have a fantastic high quality career. And so on the city council, I feel like I can make an even broader impact to make sure that the, the young people and even the teachers that I work with feel like there's someone on the council that's listening to them and listening to their needs and there's a voice there to continue to make Lincoln just a fantastic city that I know and love, but we are growing. So let's make sure our resource, resources sustain, our economy keeps thriving. Um, and I wanna be part of that. So Lynn, it's time for my standard question. You know what's coming, but yeah. Bailey, you know, you know like campaigning takes walking, knocking, talking. And yeah. I know that you have your list of priorities of things that you have on your website, which we'll get to later to make sure that we, have a way that people can, can learn more about you. But when you knock and talk on doors, what are those homes saying to you? And if you could differentiate out between what a homeowner is saying to you and what a renter is saying to you. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, what I hear from homeowners a lot are top two things, roads and property taxes. Those are the top two things I hear from homeowners. And, you know, I. Of course, I, I personally, my house valuation went up. Uh, yeah, it, it's it kind of hurts that financial book. I mean, it really does. And so we even went through the appeal process. Um, not that the city can necessarily control our um, property evaluations, but I do know, I, I mean, I have done some research, our property mill rate or our levy rate, um, it actually has gone down over the past four years with our current city council. And I'd like to be part of continuing to make sure that whatever we can do on the city council to help alleviate a little bit of that pain of the valuations going up. 
um, I think that would be very smart. We got to look at the budget and make sure that we're not taking so much out of the pockets of our residents. And then the roads, um, a lot of people think that we've spent a lot of money on roads, but those roads were on the outskirts of down. And that's how the folks at the door are feeling. Um, I know there's a, a, a whole list of projects that are still in the queue with the, the funding that was from the uh, voter approved increase uh, sales tax. And, um, you know, it's it's a slow process. I, I'd love to delve deeper into, into that process. And a lot of folks wonder if if we should continue that that sales tax increase. And that's, again, that's gonna be the voter decision. I, I'm full, fully support of voters getting to decide whether we, we keep that increase or not to continue supporting our streets. Um, renters, renters are definitely also feeling the inflation. So um, affordable housing is, is, is lacking in my opinion in Lincoln. And so especially with students I work with at Northeast High School, I'm very concerned about those students being able to have a home with the roof over their um, heads and a safe place to call home. And I want to make sure we are bringing all the voices to the table, the, the, the landlords, the developers, the folks who actually are going to use the house, the renters, and see what we can do um, with either incentivize or programs that we can support people having houses that they can actually afford with their salary. Um, because that is such an important piece of Lincoln feeling like a community, feeling like a home and feeling safe. Before we go to your question, because I know you got one brewing there, I just want to make sure I, I get a clarifying question in. When you say home, you're, you have interchanged home and house in place. Um, you know, oftentimes students, when they get out to the rental marketplace, they don't go into a home. No, well, they, they don't get to a house or they rent or they get something there. So when we talk about affordability, there's a, there's a, I want to say it's complex, but it's in depth about what that housing ecosystem looks like. Do you think that it's reasonable to expect that someone getting out of high school, going on their own, whether in college or just entering the workforce, that is that is common to have three or four people living together just to make ends meet, just as you can start it. And do you think that's okay? Or do you think that they need a better housing option just to get started? Hmm. Because at different income levels, we have a lot of affordable housing. Yep. It's just when we get into those certain subgroups lower and when they self choose to go into certain systems or they're just so new, they don't have that income. So it's not so much the city isn't providing that. It's just that they aren't at the place they need to be to afford it yet. Absolutely. What do you think? Yeah, they don't have all the years. Yeah, all the years built up of some savings or the years built up in experience and job experience to make the salary, you know, to increase their salary to a point where they can maybe live on, on their own. And I think some of that has to do with absolutely necessity, but again, back to the community idea. I mean, I, I think folks choose to live with other people for the price, but also to make them feel like they have a community, to have a family that they that they can go home to, whether it's their friends or whether they are brother or sister and they're living together, or um, two cousins living together, or who, who knows what. But um, I guess I was, I was blessed to have gotten a teaching job at Millard South. And yes, I had a roommate. It was just me and a roommate. And that was 
really important to make ends meet. And I think you're right. I think that's kind of the norm. And I think that's part of growing up and, and that experience is more common than not. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that question no, can just really go on forever. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Lynn, do you have a question before we hit a break? Well, yeah. So Bailey, you mentioned about going to city council to represent the, maybe the concerns and issues that uh, students and young people have. Can you kind of go into that a little bit more deeply and tell us what you think is lacking currently on the city council or, or you don't, well, just tell us, do you think that they're representing the interests of those people that you're concerned about and how would you do something differently if you were elected? I actually do think the city council currently is doing a really good job. Uh, I, as, as with any public service, I think you have pressure from different areas and my most important piece of advice I give the young people I work with is that they have a voice too, and they are, they can go to city council meetings and share their voice. And I'm not sure that access is. I don't know that they know how to access city council people. So I think it's, that's not the fault of the city council. That is just bringing that to the awareness of our young people that they still can contact our city council people. They can get involved in city um, issues that they feel are important. So having said that, some city issues that our, my, our young people feel are important is a community that's very welcoming to all types of people. And so I am a proponent of our fairness ordinance. I am a proponent of making sure that anyone, no matter what, um, feels like they can get a job and they won't be discriminated against. Um, they feel like they can apply for a home or apply for a loan and not be discriminated against. That's, it's personal to me. I have a nephew in the LGBTQ community and um, they need to feel like they can be part of this community. And that the fairness safe. ordinance ought to be put up for a vote? I, I I do think so. Yes, I I think that it should be put up to a vote. Yes. Yeah. The other well, part, we, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. The other part that young people and and maybe it's just because Northeast has this unique focus program, but I mentioned the community garden. They are very. Um, they they do care about our environment. Our young people care about planting trees, planting pollinators, um, having more gardens, putting solar panels in, having different renewable energy sources. They are very aware that that's very important for the longevity and health of our community. And so I am a proponent of the climate action plan that's in place and I wanna continue to move that forward. We're gonna take a short break. And so we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. So we're talking with Bailey Feit. She's running for district two city council seat. That is the South east quadrant of the city if anybody's not sure about district two so don't go anywhere we'll be right back welcome back to our street lynn fisher and kurt elder and we're having a conversation today with bailey fight and uh, she is a, a very active young lady in uh, the education field and uh, we had a really interesting conversation in the first half of the show but i want to ask her a little bit more specific about the race for district uh, two city council race and Bailey, um, some folks might bring up the uh, concern that you, your opponent is much older. Uh, he has a lot 
of experience in the city of Lincoln with uh, being a police officer and 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 in the corporate world and then actually he's had some education experience as well so uh, he's much older so a lot more life experience how would you how would you tell voters to think about you as a as an alternative to someone with that much experience yeah that's that's absolutely fair and i would tell people that um, experience is great. I think also the variety of experience is important and how that person's going to listen their listen to their constituents and potentially compromise if that's needed. That's also very important. Um, so having said that, I would say that we need a balance on the city council. We, we have had a lot of folks with a lot of experience and we have, you know, I think James Michael Bowers is one of the younger members of our city council. And I feel like there needs to be another young member just to make sure that that balance is there, that we are listening to those coming into our city. I hear a lot about workforce development and making Lincoln attractive to young professionals and young families. Well, you're talking to one. So if, if you want our city to continue to attract those individuals, I feel like you need those individuals on the city council. They wanna see representation representation on the city council that look like them. Having said that, also the variety. So yes, I'm very heavily involved in education, but I have participated in nonprofit world with the foundation. I've participated on um, boards. So I'm part of Spring Creek Prairie, which is a, um, Audubon Society that protects tall grass prairie and protects the um, environment and the animals within that tall grass prairie. So I, I have been around a lot of different people. I have a lot of experience with listening to other people, finding compromise, working together and finding solutions that maybe it wasn't everyone's first choice, but we all can agree to move forward on. And I feel like if constituents uh, get to know my opponent and um, maybe ask some tough questions, maybe ask some people he's worked with, family members, friends. I feel like there's going to be a difference between how I interact and how I compromise with people and how my opponent would. Uh, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. Sure. <laughs> so so I always have questions I just want to ask every candidate, just so we can be fair out there. And before most interviews, I always go look the accountability and disclosure of each candidate, just okay. to see who supported them you know campaigns are getting more and more expensive and sometimes you know district campaigns can be up towards uh, like a hundred thousand dollars when we look at your campaign dis disclosure form you don't have a hundred thousand dollars but there's lots of other people supporting you doing what's just just helping you out there can you let our listeners know who has supported you the kinds of people the sizes of donations i think that's just some good context Okay. Any endorsements? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm and I'm very proud of that. Actually, I have um, I have used handwritten cards to get donations. I have uh, done family and friends, and if you notice, I think the majority of my donations are hundred dollars, and I have raised almost twenty five thousand with just those small donations, which I think says for itself that there's a lot of folks that are really backing me and, and really want to see me win. And it's those folks who are working class people, people that can't give me $5,000 at a time. And that's, that's okay. That's who I want to represent because that's the majority of Lincoln. Um, so, go ahead. So, yeah. so, so because there's just so much to learn about you. Uh, other fun questions we always ask when we 
when we have candidates, you know, there's just a whole lot of stuff that you just don't know. You know, I mean, like, for example, you may not know that there's a workforce development board that's a member of 25 business leaders that's a that's run by and coordinated by the mayor's office in concert with the chamber. Mm-hmm. But so the questions like this is that have you reviewed our 2050 comp plan? Have you reviewed our affordable housing coordinated plan? Are those documents familiar to you or, or are you still needing to learn more about all that planning and all that work that's come before you? Yeah, absolutely. All, all of that, I still need to read more in depth. Um, all of those things have been sent to me to read over. I've read over pieces of them, especially to prepare for panels. But no, I will. I am not an expert on any of those plans and I'm excited to learn. I think the one I've read the most is the climate action plan only because uh, we integrate that into our, our STEM focus program because it's about environment and sustainability. So just along the same line then, you know, if you get elected, uh, you'll be running right into budget season. Have you reviewed any of the prior budget cycles to know what departments do, why they do it? And and so if someone did ask you like tough questions about the budget and like, why, why do they need so much money? Do you have a clear comprehensive answer to them with that information to be able to answer the public? Um, I, I can't say clear and comprehensive. I Because I don't know the background of why that number is the way it is. So I would say I don't have the background knowledge to tell that person why the number is what it is. I know what the budget looks like. Um, I have a copy of it. I refer to it, especially when folks are asking about where uh, the transparency question, that's another question I get from door to door. Um, but I have a lot of experience with budgets. I feel like I can learn very quickly being a mathematical and analytical brain. Uh, but no, I will not say that I, I know it inside and out. So Len, I got a question, fun one. I've not asked anyone this before, so it's not a gotcha question, but it's, it's kind of a fun question. So the former council person in your area was uh, was, was Richard McGinnis and he stood, yeah. he's chose not to run. Uh, what is one or two things that you're like with him? And what are two, one or two things that you are not alike him? Oof. Um, because oftentimes people know who they voted for in the past, just trying to get yeah. an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually what I've heard of Richard McGinnis from, from people who worked with him. So all the city council people I've spoken to on the phone and they really respect Richard McGinnis. They really do. They feel like he came in as a problem solver. He came in as a listener. He used his strengths to support um, city council ordinances and resolutions. And I admire that about him. And I feel like I am the same way. I am there to problem solve. I am there to listen. I am there to use my strengths and support um, moving Lincoln forward. And I feel like that's Richard and I pretty much the same. Um, I think where we differ is just kind of, God, how we grew up. He's he's very much a a business mindset and um, has a lot of those those strengths. He's, you know, he's also male and older. So I feel like as a female um, and being younger and someone who is, who's always been in public service, has never strayed from public service or nonprofit world, I just bring a different lens of making sure that we are, we are being careful with, with our money and making sure that our, our money um, is again, transparent to our, our residents and we are using it where we need that money and we're investing in our the future projects of Lincoln that will continue to attract people to our city. So Bailey, um, we've asked this question before other candidates. 
talk about the difference between from the city's perspective and the budget perspective a need and a want and can you kind of kind of come up with some examples of what's a what's a need and what does the city do that kind of falls into the category of wants I would say back to what I'm hearing from people at the door at the very beginning of the show, um, the, the the roads, right? The need for our roads to continue to be safe and well run uh, because those roads, especially inside of town, I'm talking about the roads that the majority of people drive every day, they need to stay maintained for safety of everybody, for safety of our cars, for the safety of even the maintenance trucks that move around and push the snow. Um, things like that. That is a need, in my opinion. Um, a want, I would say a want would be potentially the, the next beltway. That, that was brought up on a conversation today, actually, so that's why it's in the forefront of my mind. Somebody mentioned uh, the beltway and I, and I, you know, I said, yeah, it's, it is really important for a lot of people. I'm not sure it's important for the majority of Lincoln. And, and I'm not sure that that's something we need right at this moment. Um, let's see here, another need, I see another need for our uh, public transportation system to be renovated and looked at. Um, I know a lot of money has already been invested into a transportation hub, which is great. I think that's one first step, but I think that's gonna be needed to be studied. Um, I think we need to continue conversations with folks who need public transportation to to live to have to get from point a to point b um, because they can't afford a car and there's a lot of positives to public transportation that means fewer cars on the road which means our roads get uh, deteriorated um, less and less and um, i think that's a really important aspect and another project that I'm, I'm literally looking forward to improving because i hate transportation being a barrier to folks getting to a job, but also even young people. I, my students, they can't get to awesome opportunities like internships or work-based learning because they don't have a way to get there. And I'd really like to improve our public transportation system. So let's, uh, before we run out of time, uh, Bailey, tell us or tell our listeners if they wanna learn more about you or talk to you or find out what, uh, what they can more on top of this interview. Where can they uh, where can they reach you? Where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, great. Yes, please visit my website, www.baileyforlincoln.com, all spelled out. And uh, my first name spelled B as in boy, A-I-L-E-Y-F-O-R, and then lincoln.com. And my email address is on there under the contact section. And I'd love to hear from um, the constituents. Well, very good. And a reminder to our listeners, I'm sure you already planned it or you've already voted uh, uh, absentee, but please do vote. It's really important that we all do our part to, to be good citizens. So we want everybody to certainly do that. And uh, Bailey, any last uh, comments before we uh, end the show? I guess I'm, I'm gonna end with my door-to-door -door spiel. Uh, I'm, I'm Bailey Fight. I love Lincoln. I've called Lincoln my home. I'm an educator, so I really care about the future of Lincoln and keeping it safe, sustainable, and supportive so everyone can be successful. Very good. Well, Bailey, thanks very much. We hope to hear from you again, um, whether you uh, win the election or not. Um, 
we'd love to talk to you in the future. So good luck to you. And thanks again to our listeners for uh, spending some time with Kurt and me here on our street. And we will uh, see you next time.